eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Football fans, welcome to Morning Footy. We made it through another week. I'm Susanna Collins alongside the lovely Jordan Angelique. So nice oh, no, this is amazing. Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros. We've got Jenny Chu with some headlines. Hey, guys. Should we chat some uh, Women's World Cup? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, we're going to start with uh, Group G. Argentina versus South Africa. And what a comeback performance from Argentina, who were down 2-0 in this match, uh, but goals from Sophie Braun and Romina Nunez. Uh, they get... They get the point, a very important point, Jordan. It was a really big point. And I think for South Africa, the question is, can they, can they hold a lead? Because now two games in a row, they've gone up and dropped points. And both this, they end up getting a draw, which I think was good for South Africa. Good to see Tembi Katlana on the board again. Racing Louisville just scoring goals, goals, goals at this World Cup. But I think for Argentina, they figured out how to play against this South Africa squad in the second half. They were a little tired and started dominating the midfield. And you got to watch that Braun goal because, man, mm-hmm. volley from outside oh. the box. It was filthy. B- both of them. Yeah. Uh, to, and they probably were closer to getting the winner towards the end because oh, yeah. the momentum had co- completely shifted in South Africa where, you know, they, they felt that they had their first ever World Cup win. Yeah. and. I was rooting for them because I thought they had it, and you could tell the emotion. And to come over the point, which is still their first point, it's huge it, nonetheless. But you yeah, feel like they, ha- they had it. What's they that had clutching the- failure from the grips of victory? Whatever that sort of uh, flip yeah, yeah, is, for sure. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remixed it. Uh, but <laughs> it's Friday, folks. Uh, but that is that, that. It's sad. But at the end of the day, you still got your first point, first point in the World Cup, and you could build from that. They look good. I think South Africa will be happy with the way that they've played, but. Gosh, they just seem like they teeter out towards the Mm -hmm. end of matches. Mm -hmm. And how can they play this defensive style with transition moments, which they're so good at, and they they fill that central uh, part of the field so well. But 
man, Argentina found a way. And it was good to see them get some some a point as well. I felt like Argentina has deserved it with the way that they've played through these first two matches. So um, it was a good one to good start one. this yeah, match so day. Somewhere, yeah. Nico Cantor is yeah. fist He would have had no right. to say about is Argentina. That- what, he's not singing Boca. He's singing, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what he's celeste, you know, That's it. <laughs> something of that nature. That's it. Um, okay, let's move it over to Group D. We had um, England taking on Denmark. This match concluded um, not that long ago, but England get uh, the very important 1-0 win and an absolute banger of a goal from Lauren, Lauren James. James. I mean, a rocket. The first 30 minutes, I was like, who, who's stopping this English no. side? The Who's way that they Lauren put, James? Yeah, Lauren James, but <laughs> they they dominated possession, and, and Kira Walsh would check back, and unfortunately, she sustained a, a, a devastating knee injury. I mean, listening to uh, the broadcast, they they were watching what she was saying, and she was like, I've done my knee. Oh, no. And you could tell she got stretched off, and Jeez. she is so central to how they build out of the back. She's always an option. The way she's basically the conductor, she's telling everyone where to pass on the pitch. And you missed that player, and it seemed like it was very tough for them to recover. And players were coming over to see if she's okay, and she's like, no, back up. I don't want to distract the team. I don't want people to, to think about my injury. I want you guys to stay focused. Um, it, it, devastating. But from the way that they played, Lauren James would get wide. She would dribble, and then they'd come inside. They, they used Rachel Daly as a left back, which mm-hmm. was pretty unconventional. Played um, well in that position, though. She, she did. Yeah. But I think with Russo up top, she wasn't really that involved. So I went from, oh, England is clearly the front runner, the way they're, yeah. they're playing, to mm, I don't know if they were that threatening if, if Lauren James isn't getting down the, that left side and cutting inside. It's going to be interesting for England, and they've already been devastated with injuries. And now again. even coming into the World Cup, they're missing so many key players. And now to have Walsh go out, it, it feels like insult to injury. How are they going to adapt again? And and I think you're right. This is a team, you're going to win one to nothing in all these games. You wouldn't think that that would be the score lines for England no. with the firepower that they have. But they might have to do it now. They might have to win one to nothing because I don't see them scoring many goals. They weren't able to capitalize all but just once with all the mm-hmm. opportunities gotten in these last couple of games. It, it's going to be really interesting. Enough? I think they are, actually. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, Leah Williamson in this team would be wonders. You know, uh, some friend Kirby. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I was Kirby. Go down the list of injuries. You're talking about an incredible squad. But they still have an incredible amount of talent. And we've talked about how the, we feel like the U.S. aren't really sort of stepping up to, to the opportunity. They're not really showing out the way we normally have seen. I'd say the exact same thing for England. You've talked about these 1-0 uh, victories. There's, there's something about this team where I'm like, what is missing? What is it? And it's not from injury because they have a good squad. And certainly the squad that's out there is good enough to beat most of these teams. What is missing that's making them not click? Because there's something where I'm like, there's something just not hitting. You know what I mean? They're so much better than the way they're playing. Well, I I can just say from watching them play, now Georgia Stenway is going to be asked to do so much more. They were great building out of the back. They were great Mm -hmm. finding those pockets in between the lines. But then when they got into the final third, I think they lacked some ideas. And, and Russo, as a striker, she wasn't all that involved. If, she's, if the ball's not coming directly to her off, off a cross, she was hiding. Yeah. And so, yes, they're deep. They have talent. But I think they have yet to really click. Although the first 30 minutes, you would have said, 
hey, this yeah. team. Mm. Yeah, they, needed, they needed three goals in that time yes. to, to really convince us, I think. Yeah, I think Spain, they could have had that. Spain is probably, of all the teams, they, they give Talk you about so it. many problems. That attack, Germany. Is, Jeez. That attack we'll is frightening. Um, well, Lauren James's brother, Reese tweeted after her incredible goal. Let's take a look and see. Oh, oh my <laughs> look gosh. at this. Just proud. Look at proud. Look how much they look alike, too. Like, it's just like little, oh. oh I love that oh, so much. It's so cute. Um, my sister right. got no photos of me as a kid. <gasps> <laughs> she got none. No photos. <laughs> uh, well, we're keeping an eye on that China-Haiti match from Group D. It just kicked off, um, obviously, nil-nils in the first half. We will keep you updated on that game throughout the show. But now we're going to take a break. Jenny Chu is going to be back with some headlines on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Guys, for these headlines, Spanish midfielder David Silva has called an end to his storied career. But he did so earlier than originally planned. The former Manchester City star announced his retirement earlier today, choosing to step away from the game after tearing his ACL ahead of what was going to be his final season with Real Sociedad. Silva won four Premier League titles with City and was part of Spain's historic side that won the 2010 World Cup and two European Championships. In other La Liga news, FC Barcelona has been cleared to take part in the UEFA Champions League after UEFA found no clear evidence of wrongdoing in its investigation of Barcelona's $7 million in payments to a Spanish referee official. Mm. UEFA made it clear the Spanish champions <laughs> could still face sanctions if new evidence of wrongdoing is uncovered in the case. Yep, Charlie, I know. In transfer news, AC Milan has completed the $31 million transfer edition of Samuel Chukwezi from Villarreal. The Nigerian winger signed a five-year contract, which will keep him with the Rossoneri through 2028. Chukwezi will challenge for the starting role at the right wing at Milan, and his arrival increases the chances that Christian Pulisic plays in a central attacking role for Milan. In Women's World Cup news, 18-year-old Colombian sensation Linda Caicedo suffered a medical scare during training on Thursday when she clutched her chest and collapsed while running. She received medical treatment and eventually resumed training with a Colombian medical staff member downplaying the incident, saying, quote, Linda is very tired. What happened was just a symptom of all the stress and physical demands. She is well and all is back to normal. Caicedo is a cancer survivor who recently signed with Real Madrid. She made headlines when she scored a beautiful goal in Colombia's 2-0 win against South Korea in their World Cup opener. Colombia returns to action on Sunday against Germany. In MLS news, Inter-Miami wasn't able to bring in Luis Suarez to bolster the attack this summer, but did bring in an exciting young talent to partner with Lionel Messi. According to multiple reports, Inter-Miami has completed the signing of young Argentinian standout Fagundo Farias. The 20-year-old arrives from Colón in a reported $6 million deal. Farias can play as a winger and in the central role and is regarded as one of the more promising young players in Argentina's youth system. Argentina's youth system. <laughs> Charlie, we've seen Miami add some of these veteran stars, but how important is it to see them invest in top young talent like Farias? Well, this was the right way for Inter-Miami to do business. Not to go after a Luis Suarez, yeah. no disrespect to Luis Suarez and what he's done. I've watched him, watched him live when he was playing for Atletico Madrid. 
And uh, I just thought he, he, his knee wasn't where it needed to be. It looked like his health wasn't the same what we saw from his, his Barcelona days. And so you want to go young. This is, you have Joseph Martinez up top. He's a proven striker in MLS. You didn't need to get another striker with this team. You have Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. You needed to bolster your attacking options on the, in the wings, in the wide areas, and also strengthen the midfield uh, along Busquets. And I think... What Inter Miami is doing right now is building success for the future. Yeah. This was the right plan. I mean, we saw Atlanta United when they initially invested in Miguel Almiron, Joseph Martinez, and that young group. This is how you set your, your organization up for success. So I, I think this is a phenomenal move for Jorge Mas and Inter Miami. How much of this and that sort of mindset, because you mentioned Atlanta United, mm-hmm. and the common thread there is Tata Martino. Mm-hmm. How much influence do you think he is having in signings like this? Massive. And looking at these young players. I bet it's players. a lot. It, yeah. Massive, because it's so easy to look at a coach and say, what am I going to get out of this coach? He was at Atlanta United. He was able to bring Joseph Martinez and Miguel Amarone mm-hmm. to Atlanta United. They're not going if he's not the coach. Now you have him and Lionel Messi. Yeah. Who's gonna say no? <laughs> if you're a young Argentine a, star or yeah. South American star, <laughs> it's a no-brainer. If I said before, when Messi, when the Messi news was announced, I said this is gonna open the door for some of those players that maybe aren't big enough names to go to Europe and start yet. That'll say, hey, this is probably my only opportunity to ever play alongside Messi. I'm going to go to Inter Miami and I'll go at a cut rate deal, knowing this could also, because they show a history of being able to springboard into Europe, they did it with Miguel Amidon, they've done it with other players. I could go there for a year or two, play with Messi, get a chance to live out this childhood dream of mine of playing with my hero. Tata Martino's a great coach. I've heard of him before. He can call me, he can say, yo, I want you to play for me. I yeah. would say yes. I'd go there, get to live out that dream, and then go to Europe. Well, I also think that it's perfect for Miami because this is a team who, yes, they have Messi, who's going to drift to the right side, but their left side needs to be strong, Mm -hmm. too. And you're you're not only playing with Messi, but think about this young winger who's going to play on the left side, playing with Jordi Alba behind him, Mm -hmm. and how much he's going to learn from that, and the the creation that they can have on the left side. This is a really good move. I I bet he is a little bit like, how how did did this actually happen that I get to play with Messi? And Robert Taylor's like, yeah, (laughs) he's playing so well, too. what a, what a benefit. Yeah. Now there's competition in that position. Yeah. Has Miami had competition in any positions, really? No. no. You guys, Robert Taylor was basically playing in, like, a men's league in Finland. Like, I mean, like, this he was, he was nowhere. And now he is scoring bangers, getting assists from Lionel Messi. We keep yeah, saying kids, 28. The point from Messi. You know? Like, I, I, at, that, at that moment was so incredible. I was like, in what world? Like, my mind would just be I know. Like, His book is going to be happened? awesome. I know. <laughs> and he will write one. Write one. Yes. Now, because it was, uh, man, I, I love, I just, I love, I love what they're doing. The Miami Project is uh, going to be super fun to watch. All right. We're going to take a break. We had some uh, very tasty Leagues Cup action last night that we are going to dive into. That man, Brandon Vasquez, on fire for FC Cincinnati. We'll talk about it after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. All right, check this out. This is League's Cup action last night. Nashville taking on Toluca. This is Toluca's goalkeeper, Tiago Volpe. Absolutely drilling the penalty. Did you know that he is Toluca's leading scorer and that this is his third goal in three games yeah. across all comps for them? He has scored like seven goals in 45 games for Toluca. That's a That's goalkeeper, more than Doug. Some of their midfielders. Yeah. <laughs> no, no doubt, for sure. For some of their strikers. Yeah. Is that, well, is that a season. terrible indictment on their strikers, though? And they're just team in general, if you're a goalkeeper, yes. who's your leading scorer. Yes. However, they did beat Nashville 4-3. So I remember talking to Zach Steffen. There was a rumor going around that Ederson was City's best uh, penalty uh, taker. And Zach Steffen said, yeah, he does it all the time in training. He hits the ball so hard yeah. that no one can stop it. Wow. He's, the only way to stop it is if, you, if he misses. Well, we need and I'm to like, see we that. should just do that in <laughs> yeah. penalties. Yeah. It actually and makes a lot of sense. And he's never taken a pen. No, but <laughs> he so. should have. There was a period there where they were missing tons of penalties. I remember Chile Vert from Paraguay mm-hmm. in 1998 World Cup. He was taking free kicks in the World Cup. He'd come up and take free kicks. <laughs> he would come up? He'd come up and take free kicks. Wow. I love that. Like, he eat that, like taking a ball up. Yeah. Oh, it's so unhinged. We should bring that back, <laughs> Yeah, though. I need to see that. Should leave it. Incredible. I know, I know. Um, all right, let's take a look at the results from League's Cup last night. Um, here are the fixtures we saw. Club America, 4-0 over St. Louis City. Okay, I, maybe I take back what I said about them yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Fire, <laughs> a late goal from Kai Camaro, give them the 3-2 win over Minnesota United. FC Cincinnati. Now, this game was suspended in the 60th minute, but our boy, Ooh. friend of the show, Brandon Vasquez, was absolutely on fire. An early brace for him in this one. It's 2-0. They will resume that match today at 2 p.m. And then, as we mentioned, Toluca getting the 4-3 win over Nashville. So let's start with uh, Cincinnati. Yes. Chivas. Because Brandon Vasquez looked like a man possessed. He wasn't even supposed to play. Start. From the yeah. jump. It was a, there was an injury right before the match in the warm up. So he comes on and starts uh, next to Bupenza. And Lucho Acosta and Vasquez, that partnership was incredible. I mean, a minute and 17 seconds into the match, Lucho Acosta picks it up in the pocket, drives. He's dispossessed for a second. Bupenza's right there, picks up the loose ball, and finds Vasquez. Now, Vasquez, where he needed to improve, in in my opinion, is out around the box, not being so reliant on just service. Mm. Can you create your own shot? Well, he took a touch and then bent it around two players, past the keeper, far post, and I I thought, this, this is... Now he's becoming a more well-rounded striker. This is what we need to see from him to improve on what he's been able to do in the box. Now coming outside the box, taking touches, finding some space, creating his own shot. Now you're starting to see a more complete Mm -hmm. Brendan Vasquez, which, I mean, oh, if he can do that, 
The he's he's got to be with Cincinnati for a long time. Spacey found was in between one of uh, two of three or four there defenders were four on him. Four defenders yeah. between him and the goal. <laughs> for him to find that space is something so un Brendan Vasquez like in my <laughs> yeah. head. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm used to his, seeing him body it in the box. So for him to just find this yeah. little gap and curl it, it seemed so natural. I mean, 2 0. Chivas has a red card. They're down. They're down a player. How annoyed are you? Yeah. If They've got to be like right now. So forget this, the other this match was suspended due to uh, inclement weather yeah. in the area, and so they suspended it in the 60th minute. But now they are their man down. They have to come back, resume this game at 2 p.m. today. Yeah, you're already down two. No, I mean that. They were, they that's were, not, not ideal. They were played off the park. It's not ideal. They, they could they figure out the midfield so in Liga MX. Yeah. Yeah. They were had three wins in the, the only way to stop is Brendan Vasquez is the weather. That's the only way to stop him. <laughs> it's lightning, bro. It's it, interesting though. They, uh, Cincinnati with Wobodo and Angulo, they won every second ball. They won every tackle. Uh, Chivas very, very rarely got into the attacking third and threatened Cincinnati. And Lucho Acosta is the real deal. I mean, he'd so get good. on the ball, he was elusive, and he was finding that that link-up play. Mm-hmm with Brendan Vasquez, being able to get into the wide areas with Barrial and even Ray Gaddis was getting down mm-hmm. the right yeah. flank. This was a complete performance for Cincinnati. I just think Cincinnati this year is on another level. They, the system, they know exactly what to do mm-hmm. in every single moment. Barrial, I think, as a left wing back, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. And he has been, I think, one of the best outside players in the league this year. So. Everybody is contributing in in various ways, but when you go forward, if you leave Acosta that much space centrally, if they can find those gaps in between the lines, it's over because he can play any pass he wants once he gets there. How about when he went over, sombreroed the player in the box? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got a so lot of skill. Fun. And what I like about him is there were moments where you could clearly see they're starting to build. They, they dispossess Chivas. They're starting to build. And Lucho Costa is telling, before getting the ball, he's telling people where to go as the ball's coming to oh, him. Yeah. I'm like, this guy is really being a, a general out there. It was actually really cool to see. We need that green think? card, right? <laughs> yeah, come on for America. I mean, Brandon Vasquez had a slow start to this. This, this season, and now suddenly it, it feels like he's rounding into that form, into the form that we saw from him last season where I think he had 18 goals. Uh, Charlie, when you look at what he's done recently, what's been the, the difference for, for Brandon? More involved yeah. in, in the buildup, uh, better first touch, because I think his touches sometimes lacked consistency. He would run away from him. He wasn't really good in tight spaces to level up, to get a look at the U.S. men's national team, to, to play internationally. I think getting looks with the national team helped him realize where he needs to, to sharpen up his game. And especially your first touch, your body movement, where you're shaped, not so much with your back to goal, being on the half turn. Mm-hmm. His movement around the 18 has gotten so much better. And I think Pat Noonan helping Cincinnati with their style of play. Mm. They have an identity. And now if he can become a little bit more unpredictable, his game becomes that much better, and, and he's harder to defend. And so, you could tell he wants that move. He wants to. I was he wants say, to go to Europe. Is, stock his, is rising. He said it on our show. He yeah. did. Yeah. He wants and to play in Europe. He had a good Gold Cup, and I think we talked a little bit about FC Cincinnati having some changes, losing a DP. You know that that front. You know those those players up front. They they needed a little bit of time to gel, and you know with going out for international duty and coming back. They look like they're starting to really, really gel. And we've talked about this with MLS over and over again. Now's the time when you need to really, really start to get hot. And Cincinnati is getting a little bit hotter. If Brendan Vasquez has this now in his locker, 
they're just going to continue to get hot. He keeps that running in the box up. Whew, he juked that player so yes. easily. Uh, you know, he's going to score a lot of goals if that is mm-hmm. the addition to his game. No, but are they good enough to beat Miami? And St. Louis absolutely got balls. <laughs> you, had, you had to. I, had, I, had to. <laughs> I, I believe the term is dog walk because they got Perino <laughs> on the front of their shirt. Oh, Club America said, hey, this is yeah. – they were getting olayed by the – the fans were olaying in the 30th minute, 35th minute. Oof. Yeah, that was a, a night to forget for – yeah. For St. Louis. Yeesh. Uh, Yeesh. Not yeah. good. We're going to take a break, guys. Felipe Cardenas is going to join us when we come back. We're going to chat some more Leagues Cup. Stick around. We'll be back. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiori gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Welcome back. Here's a look at Thursday night's League's Cup results. Club America getting the 4-0 win over St. Louis City. Chicago Fire beat Minnesota United 3-2. FC Cincinnati and Chivas, the 2-0 loss. And Toluca get the better of Nashville SC 4-3. And right now, for more on the Liga MX side of things, we are delighted to bring in the one and only Felipe Cardenas, who's rocking the jacket today. Look at this. Very Sweet. sharp, sir. Very okay. I think you'll win the Mark one. Anthony lookalike contest. Personally. I've already I've already I've already danced salsa on the show, so like why not just look like Mark Anthony? Why not rock the look? I love it. It's better I than it's, it's better than like a ska a, band look, right? Like a maverick look. Like I want yeah. I want to see some aviators. If he had aviators on, oh it's, that would be then the it's a wrap. Right? Yeah. I like it though. Popping collars in your own house, hell yeah. Quite the contradiction to Mighty Mighty Boston's. Yes. <laughs> it's a big switch. Right? He showed yeah. his flavor. We are showing the yeah. range the of Felipe's fashion. Yeah. It, it is. Yes. It is a range. It is a range. Uh, uh, Felipe, great to see you. Let's uh, let's chat some of these uh, Liga MX teams. How about uh, Club America handing St. Louis City the 4-0 loss? I think um, I w- this was a match that I was very excited to watch. I thought that uh, it was going to be a lot more competitive than it was, but uh, certainly not the case. What did you What did you make of this one? Yeah, I, I think. In Mexico, the talk, talk of Mexico is what happens with this league's cup. Uh, what does it really mean? Do the do the big clubs in Mexico really care about it? And I think the latest reports were let, let's just wait and, and see until Tigres, Monterrey, and Club America play. All three teams won their their matches. And Club America again, this is a, this is a reloaded team. Uh, Julian Quinones, who's the big the big signing in the offseason, the Colombian striker, uh, scored last night. Henry Martin scored last night. Alejandro Zendeja scored last night. 
And they just really put it to say to St. Louis uh, City. Again, this is an, an MLS expansion side. I know they've been a great story in MLS, but they're playing against one of the richest clubs in North America that has a lot to prove. A new coach, Brazilian coach, Andre Jardim. Uh, you know, Club America wants to wants to make a statement. And and right last night it was St. Louis City that was in front of them, and they really did in front of a huge crowd in St. Louis. I think if anything, it really humbled the St. Louis City project. They saw what it's like to play against big teams in this region. And for Club America, it was just business as usual. It didn't go quite as well for Chivas at Cincinnati last night. They still have 30 minutes to play, but were they just not ready for this match? Is it what you expected from this Chivas squad? Because it seemed to me like they, they were a little bit stunned with two goals early in that match. Yeah, that game's going to – it was postponed and it's going to kick off today at 2 p.m. That'll be interesting. I always love to see, like, how players react when they have to go out and just play, like, 45 minutes in the middle of the day. Uh, but I thought it was just a really, really good first half from FC Cincinnati. You've got to give them a lot of credit. That is – they're just a very good team. You know, I think they have some weaknesses on the right side of their of their defense. Uh, but overall, FC Cincinnati looked really comfortable – uh, in their own skin, they know how they want to play. Uh, I've said it several times. You know, Pat Noonan really doing a great job. Him and his staff, uh, and the signings have worked out. Uh, you, you look at the, the development of Brandon Vasquez too. Two goals, uh, and really looked unstoppable yesterday. But Chivas, that was a very strong side. That that wasn't an experimental mixed squad, and we haven't seen that from any of the Liga MX teams. And so, clearly, Liga MX is is trying to take this you know, this, this tournament seriously as well. Chivas has a lot to prove as well. And I thought it was, again, just like St. Louis city was humbled. Uh, Chivas certainly humbled in, in Cincinnati. And right now, if my math is correct, uh, currently MLS teams over have beaten their league MX opponents eight times in this tournament. League MX teams have beaten their MLS opponents eight times as well. So it's like it's oh, neck and neck right mm. now as far as like the bragging rights. Uh, but last night, just a, just a really solid performance from Messi Cincinnati all around. Felipe, is is this something where because, you know, Chivas is top of the table. Granted, that's three games in, but they've won all three. They're undefeated uh, in the Apertura in Liga MX. But they come into this. They look they don't look great in, uh, you know, up, up against Cincinnati. Do they actually care? Do, do these teams really care? The, is the chatter that they care about winning this? Or is this really the competition to get a chance to play against Messi? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think Messi and his performance and his him being in the tournament has added a lot of stake to the tournament. I really do. I think that if he hadn't been in this tournament, uh, you know, that question would be very interesting to answer. I really think that teams really care, especially MLS clubs. And you, you saw Diego Luna, like they want to play against Diego, uh, against Leo Messi. It's like something that wants that every MLS club now is looking forward to. Uh, and I really think Liga MX is seeing this as a huge opportunity too to, to put their brand up. Uh, in front of a lot of eyes because of Leo Messi being in this tournament. It was sort of like a, a surprise to Liga MX, honestly. We knew what Messi was going to do here in the United States, but now can he influence uh, viewers in Mexico to watch this tournament? It's still hit or miss, though. You know, yesterday, a couple days ago, Enrique Mesa, he's one of the most you know, prominent former head coaches in Mexican football history was like, why are we doing this? Like, why is this league? Why did we stop our league for a month to play this tournament? So it's still, it's, it's a learning curve that, that we're witnessing in real time. Don Garber told me right before that July 21st uh, debut for Messi, he said, you know, this, yes, Messi's playing tonight, but this is all about leagues cup. And he called it a tournament that's out of the box. That's innovative. 
and they have a lot of confidence that it can be a success. But in order for it to be a success, everybody has to care. Liga MX teams have to care. I think at this point, the bigger clubs do. You've seen Querétaro get completely destroyed by uh, Philadelphia. New England took out San Luis. Like Some of these games have been very lopsided. But I think the big clubs know what they're in it for. And apparently there are some big individual prizes out there. The prize money for the players that win the tournament is pretty hefty is what I'm told. Felipe, you touched on it, Inter-Miami and getting the chance to play against Lionel Messi and Sergio Busquets. But what about the knockout rounds? What fixtures are you looking forward to? Who, who would you like to see face up against one another? Yeah, I mean, Inter-Miami, they're still waiting for their opponent. I believe they're, they're in the round of 32, and I think it's going to be between Orlando uh, and Austin. They could possibly visit Austin. They could face Orlando in Miami. Uh, they're definitely hosting. I'm sorry. So they're definitely hosting. It could be, I think Orlando is going to go to Miami. They could also play uh, Santos Laguna. So it's some of these matchups are going to get a little bit better. I think Inter Miami will be tested is, in, in this next round of 32. And if they advance, they're going to fa- start to face these bigger teams and also better teams in MLS. So I think, I mean, this might be, I don't know how it's going to work out because this is a fluid. Uh, tournament schedule. It's like when 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 is the next round going to play? When is, when are these games going to happen? But it would be great to see Inter Miami and Leo Messi against a big big club in 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 Liga MX against a Club America and really test. I think that would be a bit of a. I mean, you have you have Rusquets and Messi, but you saw Club America. That is a yeah. complete complete team, a deep team, and that's Inter Miami isn't that yet. They're not deep yet. They're still building. Uh, and so I think that would be interesting to see how Inter Miami could handle that. And then, you know, LAFC, we still haven't seen LAFC because they had a buy in, in this first round. And so they're going to get their matchup in the round of 32. That's when you're going to start to see, I think, some better matchups. And again, a team like LAFC, a favorite in this tournament, like how do they look after so much time off and who do they face? It's it's still I think it's still pretty intriguing, but I think we're not really going to see the, the magnitude of this League's Cup and what it truly means until we really get to the knockout rounds and player and there's a lot of stake in these games. Um, I, so both uh, Atlanta and Cruz Azul were beaten by Inter Miami. They play tomorrow. How are you expecting Atlanta to respond to that absolute drubbing that they took because I know that the Atlanta United supporters are are very upset at <laughs> they this can't point be happy. with that performance no. um well, how do you defense. what do you think you're going to see from them tomorrow yeah I mean, I'll be at the game I'll be at the game and and I'm very interested to see how the team reacts and and, and what happens if this doesn't go their way in Atlanta United's way. I think what's really interesting about this match tomorrow is that both both coaches, Gonzalo Pineda and Tuca Ferretti, now officially on the hot seat. Different different reasons why. I mean, the Cruz Azul project didn't really kick off. He's been public about not getting the players that he wanted, and it's a very young team, and they didn't invest in the squad at all, but the results haven't gone their way. And now suddenly this League's Cup match against Atlanta United is a big one for him. It's also very big for Gonzalo Pineda. I've said it several times. He just, he hasn't won over the fan base. The fan base has not been impressed with him at all or his staff or the results. Uh, the, the game against Inter Miami really, in my opinion, just showcased everything that has gone wrong for Atlanta United. It's a, it's a big club, great facilities, some really great people there, but you can't have six coaches in five 
five years, five coaches in six years, whatever it is at this point, um, and, and continue to rotate players in and out. The continuity has has been a big detriment to that project, and they're just not competitive enough consistently. And so that's what you saw. You saw a player like Tiago Amada. Uh, on his own, just dribbling on his own, not sure where to go because he doesn't have that that the help that he needs. And so the project, I think, that's what I said. When you play near Miami, the world is watching. And Atlanta United right now is is in a bad place because they were embarrassed in front of a lot of people, in mm. front of the world. Because when Inter Miami plays, that that's what you're going to get now. And I think the fans here in Atlanta, it's not just last night. It's 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 a couple years now of frustration in how they don't see the project moving forward. And again, I put this on Carlos Bocanegra on how he's built this squad and how he's depleted it and then tried to rebuild. It's really tough to do that in MLS. And now Garth Lagerwey, the new president, has a lot of pieces to pick up. This summer was supposed to be somewhat of a big summer for Atlanta United, and the movement hasn't been there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, that match, Cruz Azul, Atlanta United, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern on Apple TV+. Plus. Felipe Cardenas, always a pleasure. To, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the match tomorrow. All right, take care, everybody. Take care, Felipe. We are going to take a break, but plenty more to come on Morning Footy. When we return on the other side, don't go anywhere. <laughs> 